of the morning to you, Cisa. You smoothie, me ice cold pizza. Cafe, ole, latte, da. You do the Zumba, but I do not. Give me like half a marathon. I'll give you the gospel of St. John. It's been like the wake up on. Cause we both know that it's mercy flows in the morning. Good morning, Father God. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit, and good morning, Tehran. Lord God, I want to thank you this morning. I want to thank you for your goodness. I want to thank you for your tenderheartedness and your kindness. I know I sound a little winded, but I was over there just dancing in the Lord to good morning. I was dancing before the Lord, dancing between the printer and um, the other printer. And just, um, you know, giving God some praise this morning for his goodness and for his wonderful tender kindness and his mercy and the fact that he already said no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper and every tongue that shall rise up against us we shall condemn it and I'm going to tell you yesterday I was hit with a just a bomb I mean boy that thing just overwhelmed me because I hate witchcraft. I absolutely, positively hate witchcraft. And I hate it with a vengeance. And so, as I was processing all of this stuff, and then I was talking to people, I was talking to not a lot of people, but a few people, and some of the ones I was talking to don't have a clue. Some of the ones that sent me emails are scared out of their wits. And others just don't care. They don't care. And I think they don't care because they don't have enough sense to care. Because common sense is not common to everybody. You know what I mean? Some people don't even have common sense. 
So the reason I was doing all this, because see, I was, I was like searching God for some answers. And uh, no, I didn't get them all. Don't have them. But I, I do have one thing. I do have some instructions from him as to what I'm supposed to do. And I already started that process. And as I began to decompress from all of this stuff, from these witches, you know, I knew, I knew that the Bible says the truth that you know will make you free. Not the truth that you don't know, the truth that you know will make you free. And I have been talking about a God-made man and a God-made woman for a while. And I realized that when the preacher preach or the preacher teach or whatever the five-fold ministry gift they are, that God has to, he's working that through them first, if they can recognize that. Because I'm going to tell you something. You can't tell me about Jesus if you don't know him. You can't tell me how to live holy and how to live unto God if you don't know how to do that yourself. And if you're not a living witness, okay, it's hard to try to teach somebody. You can do it because professors and scholars do it every day. But it doesn't work that way with God. You can't live like hell and then try to preach somebody in heaven. It don't work. You can't talk about Jesus' goodness and you're not experiencing it. It doesn't work. So I had to go back. I had to ask God, okay, Jesus, now, what's next? And I and I threw all these ideas <laughs> that I had. I, I, I laid them out there to Jesus, you know. And the Holy Spirit said, that could work. That, that could work. But is that what God wants you to do? You see, the Bible says you got to work out your own soul's salvation with fear and trembling for God. The Bible says you got to study to show yourself approved, a workman that needed not to be ashamed before God. So I said, okay, okay, Jesus. And then, you know, another person tried to say, well, you know, maybe somebody doing witchcraft against you. I say, oh, yeah, thousands of witches are doing witchcraft against me every day, but so what? That don't scare me. The only thing that bothers me, really, is that is that when the Lord allows them or anybody or something to creep up on me, and then I realize what it is in the middle of it. In the middle of it, 
I know I've got to seek God to overcome it, and then I'll be rid of it. But I know if I don't seek God, I'm going to have to stay there in the middle of that battle until God makes me an overcomer in that thing. So there I was yesterday. We got some projects here. And I watched Brother Joe. See, the, one of the greatest influence in my whole life is Brother Joe, my husband. Because Brother Joe is a very quiet man. He doesn't lose his focus to the right or he doesn't lose his focus to the left. He is very quiet. And he always completes everything he starts. Maybe that's the chef in him. Because being a chef, I have watched him go to the uh, fresh market every day and pick out his vegetables and and I and I try to help him by making sure he has the, the various things he needs that he doesn't run out. And I watch him I watch him one time he he wrote this cookbook and another chef stole it and took it to a big restaurant in Philadelphia. It didn't upset Brother Joe. He just said, said well, next time I know I'll, I'll make a copy, um, and I won't just have one. I said, yeah, that's my ass. So I watched Brother Joe continue on with what was in his plan. Uh, we had a, a problem here with the um, um, Internet downstairs where Jose has his laboratory. So we had to shut that down, but but, but I, I, it was okay. It's okay because I got this one up here fixed, but it created a minor one down there. It's all right. We're gonna get it fixed. And I stayed my course yesterday. I dealt with a few things I saw, and I realized that the enemy was trying to use me. And I realized the enemy was trying to use some other people around me with this witch stuff. But but they didn't know that what the enemy had told them to do was going to bring them heaps and heaps of trouble. So I'm going to tell you, if you got that um, video and you looked at it, don't post that on your Facebook. That's going to make you a target for the largest witch coven in the world. Gonna make you a target, gonna make your children a target, and gonna make your life a target. So a couple of people had posted it. I said, take that down. You just put your whole family in jeopardy by doing something like that. And and for the life of me, I wanted to know, I wanted to ask God, why did they put that up? What was in their heart that would make them put that up on which I hate Facebook anyway? I've seen a lot of demonic stuff done through Facebook. Don't get me wrong. I've seen a lot of good stuff, too. But when you got a bunch of fallen people, they're going to go for for the negative side of this. 
So dealt with that. And I'm still walking around here watching the enemy just kind of from a distance. And I'm still seeking God. Okay, God. Then God, now I don't know how he works with you. And I don't know why I'm fading away either. I do know why probably because of the message. Anyway, God began to say this. He said, didn't I tell you that you were going to be in all 50 states by the end of the year? He said, yeah. I said, yeah. He said, this is my plan to bring that about. And I began to smile a little bit. He said, remember that you're dealing with people who operate in the spiritual realm and the natural realm. I said, yeah. He said, now, this is what I want you to do. So I called Jose. I said, I need you to do some research for me. Remember, he is a research scientist. I said, I want you to tell me this information right here. And God's not going to give me one inch more till I can look and tangibly feel this. So Jose went on the internet and he found the information. I mean, he found it exactly. And God said, now this is what I want you to do. I want you to print it out. I want you to lay hands on it. He said, I want you to grab your oil. I want you to anoint it with oil. I want you to lay hands on it. I said, okay. He said, you are not looking at how big of a problem this is. I said, I can't see it like you can, God. He said, that's right. Brothers and sisters, I have a plan. But I I was thinking like a it's like the old way I used to do things. Uh-uh. God said, mm-mm. It's time for change. He said, it's been time for change. He said, I've been changing. I've been changing you. I have been changing the world. That's what God said. (laughs) I've been changing the world. He said, and I'm going to show you how to do this. Don't get ahead of me. Don't lag behind me like I told you before. When I make a step, you be in my, you be right there with me. Behind me. So that if I put my foot down, I will step on your foot. I said, okay. And then he said, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I want you to try one. I want you to try this out. So he gave me a little exercise to do. I did the first one. Then he gave me another one. And, and the second one had a problem. 
He said, now, overcome this problem right here. Overcome this problem right here. And he didn't say anything else. He just said, overcome this problem right here. But let me tell you this. I said, I was thinking of, okay, who do I go to to help me? Who do I go to to help me? God said, you got me. You don't need no more help. I'm going to show you I do this. He said, you and I are the majority. If two of you agree, you agree with me on earth, and I'm in heaven, and it shall come to pass. I said, hmm. I was thinking then. He said, all I want you to do is my will on earth. That's all you got to do. And I'll bring it to pass. You do my will on earth, I'll bring it to pass. He said, you don't need no help. You just need to follow my instructions. Two of us in agreement. You and me, Erica. He said, that's the way it is in heaven. He said, three of us in agreement. He said, but you're going to have more than three. But you got to be obedient. You got to do do it. You got to do, do it. And guess what, Erica? You will be in, in all 50 states by the end of this year. And I will have gone before you. And people there are already establishing my will. So when they and I and you are in agreement, a threefold cord will not easily be broken. He says, as a matter of fact, y'all going to be overcomers in me and through me. So then I said, well, Where do I start? He said, remember back in um, 1993. He said, in 1993, I sent you to preach in Jewish synagogues. I sent you to preach to Messianic Jews. I sent you to preach to born-again Catholics. I sent you even into the Lutheran Church, the Presbyterian Church, the Baptist, and the Pentecostal. He said all of that was in preparation for now. He said go back and dig up the message that you preached in all those churches. I said, Lord, I wouldn't even know where to begin with that. He said, well, start with me. I gave you the message. 
Go back to that message. That's the beginning. That was the beginning. I am the Lord thy God, and I change not. That's what God said. I am the Lord thy God, and I change not. So I began to look for those those messages. It was all one. It was all the same message. It, it was it was the same message, but it was it was fit for. It, I would change it around for the, um, the, the the congregation that I was preaching to. If you if you kind of remember, that was during the charismatic renewal. So I had to change it when I preached to the Catholics. Just a little bit. When I preached to the Jews, I had to change it a little bit because I had to use Yeshua HaMashiach. When I preached to the Catholics, I had to use Jesus, our Savior. To the Lutherans, it was the same. When I preached to the uh, AME, African Methodist Episcopal, I had to change a little bit because I had to deal with all those um what they use in their church they don't they have they they it's different they have accolades or something but all those churches I had to preach the same message, but I had to modify it to the ears of the hearer he said he said. Do it again. Do it again. Why I was dancing around because after God told me that, my husband gave me this box. And in the box was the original message. See, that's how God used him. He archives everything I've ever done. He got it. <laughs> and this is when we were all missionaries. Itinerant. I mean, in inerrant, inerrant, inerrant missionaries. I was preaching the gospel to all denominations, every tribe. On the reservations down there near Brownsville, Texas, going over into Mexico. So I dug, I dug, he just gave me the box, he gave me the box the day after after dealing with so much stuff, so much pressure, and the pressure release, I just felt like I had been working in a coal mine somewhere, digging coal. <laughs> so I put the put the USB in this morning to kind of look at the message, and and how I did it, but I. I was trying to print it out, but I realized the pages weren't numbered. 
pages are not numbered, and what happened is they, they fell on the floor, and I put more paper in there. So I've got to read that again. I've got to modify it. But somewhere in that message is my answer. And then I'm going to have to let the Lord translate it for me so that it it's the same message. But it was modified so much, I looked at it. It was like, oh, boy. Because <laughs> I got how I explained it to the Catholics over here, to the Lutherans over there, to the Presbyterians over there, to the Baptists over here. What was I preaching during that time, 1993? I was preaching the truth about deliverance, the truth. And I had to bring the truth to all those different, you know, denominations. And as I was looking at some of it, I remember where I, when I had hard times, totally rejected most of the time. In 1993, they didn't want to hear it. But nobody could change it because it changed my life. That gospel changed my life. But it made me see what the big problem is here. And I see the changes from 1993 to right now. And boy, was that an eye-opener. See, I don't know, I don't know no, no um, pity-patty gospel. I don't, I don't know that. That didn't save me. The truth saved me. And I realized I've been preaching that same truth since 85. And it saved a lot of people. And it can save you and your family if it is believed. God told me something else. Now, this might come as a little shock to some of you. And to others of you, it's going to be like, uh-oh, Really? God said, you know they're playing a game, don't you? I said, what? <laughs> That's how God talked to me. He said, yeah, but I'm going to show you the rules to the game. And they're not going to play that game on you any longer. I said, yeah, he said, well, he said the problem with the, them playing the game is they change the rules to fit their own purpose. He said, so what happened is you're drawn into a game that, number one, you don't even know you're in the game. Number two, you don't know the rules of the game. And number three, you don't know who all the players are. Then I started getting mad. (laughs) He said, well, I'm going to show you that too. 
You've always been ahead of the game. Most of you know, I told you, I've always been about 25 years ahead. God let it catch up. And now he's going to show me how the game go, how the game went. That's the benefit of being an overcomer. So you say, well, where is that in the Bible? It's right there. I don't have a scripture for you this morning, but somebody can find it. He said, let the tares grow with the wheat, and when I come, I will do the separating. Can somebody find that scripture for me? Let the tares grow with the wheat, and I will do the separating. I'm going to separate the sheep from the goat. Thank you, Matthew 12, Matthew 13, 30. You don't, tell, you don't say what, ver- oh, the King James Version. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them but gather the wheat into my barn. Yeah. So I haven't even had time to, I I was trying to print it out this morning. I'm going to look at it today. I'm going to see what I can do with it. But I'm going to tell you something. For those of you scared people, I don't think you know this, but the Bible says that the new Jerusalem comes down from heaven. Ain't nothing going to happen to this earth because this is the new Jerusalem. The same earth right here. God's not going to destroy this earth, and he's not going to let anybody else destroy it. Because in Genesis, um, I think it's 26, God gave Noah the sign of the rainbow. The rainbow. And he said, I will never destroy the earth again by water. But he said, this is a sign between you and me. I'm not going to destroy the earth again. Can somebody find that over there in Genesis? Uh, He said, There will always be a seed time and a harvest. On this earth. That's over there. I think that's Genesis. Genesis 26. As long as the earth remains, there will be a seed time and a harvest. Not Genesis 26. That's Genesis 9-11. But I thank you. 
I must have 30 Bibles. Let me get one. Genesis 8.22. Thank you. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Some of you tricked. Don't be tricked. You got to know the word of God, and you got to stand on the belief that God puts in your heart. I was reminded by God again about the uh, Exodus. And the Holy Spirit said, can you imagine how the children of Israel felt? They seeing boils popping out over all of the Egyptians, and they ain't got a scratch, not even a riser. They see locusts, and they got plenty. Can you imagine? He said, you got to imagine how the children of Israel felt. Forget Pharaoh. Forget the children of Egypt. Can you imagine darkness all over the earth and they got light? Can you imagine how the children of Israel felt? Jesus is coming. And there's going to be a separating. Jesus is already here. And the separating is taking place. A lot of people that were here uh, uh, six months ago are in heaven today. Don't know why, but God said he's going to let the tares grow with the wheat. And he's going to deal with the sheep and the goats accordingly. I don't know who that is. But I know this. I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, believing in Jesus, God, and his own Holy Spirit. That's what I know for certain. And I know that God said, no temptation shall befall you, that with the temptation he has already provided a way of escape. And I know this. The Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord shall raise up a standard against them. Now this witchcraft stuff is about to fall. This those opposing God about to fall. The men and women of God going to be blessed in the famine, blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed coming in and blessed going out if they believe. Believe what? Simple. The truth. Oh, Pilate asked Jesus as he was standing in his hall in route to Calvary, 
because he had an appointment with a tree. I to say, what is truth? What is truth? That's what Father said. Well, I can tell you, so insignificant to Jesus and his mission, he didn't even answer. But he gave us the answer. The answer is, Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth, I am the life, and I am the light of this world. A city set upon a hill cannot be hidden. Jesus is the light. And you and I that believe are the little lights that light up the way to the truth. I've heard people give dates. But whatever the truth is, is going to bear. Jesus, after his appointment with the tree on Calvary, after dying and descending into hell and taking the keys of death, hell, and the grave out of the hand of Satan, the Bible says he arose. And was seen with many infallible truths for 40 days upon this earth. And then he rose. And then he rose. And sent back his own Holy Spirit. God's own Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of truth. So I say to you this morning, whose report are you going to believe, believers? Believers. That's what we call to be, believers. Do you believe in the middle of it? In the middle of it, do you believe? Not after you come out of it. Do you believe? Do you believe in the middle of it? Still trying to make it. A God made man and a God made woman. 
He's giving you proof that he's alive. He ain't asked you to sign no vows. He ain't asked you to put in writing. He asked you to acknowledge what God has already written in the tablets of your heart. Watch out. Don't miss God. And God reminded me. He said, what's going on now is always going on. Go look it up. I haven't gotten that far yet. So he gave me a quick flash of a vision. It showed me this pagan stuff. Even when Moses went up to be with God, Aaron persuaded. Aaron was persuaded to make a golden cow. Didn't worry God. He took care of that. But Moses, being a man, affected him so much, he threw the Ten Commandments down and bust them up. That didn't even stop the Ten Commandments. You know what stopped the Ten Commandments? Jesus came to fulfill the law as the fulfillment of the law. Well, what did that, Erica? This right here, these words right here. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all your strength, with all your soul. That is the fulfillment of the law. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of you, with everything in you. Love the Lord your God. Trust him. And you know what else God did? He said, go over there to that drawer where you got that stack of new dollar bills that you were going to mail out that time, but you didn't get around to it. He said, what does it say, Erica? Get a new one out of that drawer over there. So I went over to the drawer and I pulled the dollar bill out, same dollar bills as last. I think I may have mailed out only one, maybe two. You know what it says? Get your own dollar bill out and look at it. It says, in God, we trust. I say it says, in God, we trust. He said, don't forget it and don't change that. Don't change that. Not in the money. In God we trust. 
circulating on the dollar bill all over the world. He said it means something. All across this land there's an army band whose captain is the Lord. They have counted the cost of winning the loss. God's power is their source. Where Satan has his hold, they're taking back souls and minds are being restored. Mounting up with their armor on, they're taking the kingdom by force. The strongholds are coming down. I said the strongholds are coming down. Here and now, by the word of his power, the strongholds are coming down. God's children will prevail. We're gonna storm the gates of hell with the sword in our hand by the blood of the Lamb. The strongholds are coming down. Coming down. Coming yeah. Gonna rock this place from the ceiling to the floor. People who have been in bondage, they won't be in chains no more. Link by link, they're falling off. God's people are being set free. They're taking back all the stolen goods from the camp of the enemy. Strongholds are coming down. And now by the word of his power Strongholds are coming down God's children will prevail Said upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There is no power that can conquer the child of God that's covered by the blood of the Lamb. The strongholds are coming down. The strongholds are coming down. I said the strongholds are coming down. Here and now by the word of his power. The strongholds are coming down. God's children will prevail. We're gonna storm the gates of hell with the sword in our hand by the blood of the Lamb. The strongholds are coming down with the sword in our hand by the blood. I got a sword in my hand by the blood of the Lamb. Strongholds are coming down. Strongholds are coming down. Somebody post Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, 
I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Yes, brothers and sisters. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. That was that was um one of my I guess it must be titled, I gotta look it up, Supernatural Jesus. <laughs> the message I did on Omega Man, Supernatural Jesus. It's right on time too. Brothers and sisters, fear thou not. That's what Jesus said when he supernaturally entered that room and his disciples were there hiding, hiding. They didn't even believe what Jesus said either. So don't worry about it. You ain't good company, those of you that don't believe. But the same way Jesus made a believer out of them, Jesus is going to make a believer out of you. As a God-made man and a God-made woman, I say, Jesus is going to make a believer out of you. I think Carmen's song says it. Saved, delivered, and healed.
before. I bet. Thank you, God.
God is looking for is somebody big enough and bold enough to come to him and ask him to do it. Remember God, our Father, God sent Jesus to save the world. Come on. God sent Jesus to save. God sent Jesus to save the world. Pray. Or do you think your prayers are so futile that God won't answer them? He will. God, our sovereign Lord God, don't forget about God. God sent Jesus. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit indwells, infills, empowers, and sends us through God to accomplish God's will on earth. That's how it works. Come on in to the kingdom of God and take your position.
think about it, the savior of the whole world. Give her up salvation. By his strike, I'm here. My God is awesome. Today I am forgiven. His grace is why I'm living. Somebody ought to praise his holy name. Somebody ought to celebrate the awesome God.